Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. It is exciting to be home. I nearly kissed the ground when I got into Miami and then into Orlando. And it, uh, it, there is no place like home, but there's no better feeling than being sent by God to accomplish something. And so I'm going to kind of weave in the beginning of what this month stands for for us and what the series is going to be about. And, uh, and then I want to tell you and show you some pictures. Uh, the last thing that uh, we're not going to make you feel guilty today for being blessed. Uh, a lot of times people come back from third world country missions trips and it's all about, hey, let's all go on a guilt trip. And, uh, and that's, not, that's not what we're about. But I'll sure tell you, we better appreciate what we have. That's the main thing. We better be thankful for what we have. If you ever wanted to be angry at an ideology, uh, go with me to Cuba sometime. Uh, and we'll talk more about that. It's like uh, the government there pressed pause in 1959. And now they're celebrating the Revolution 65th anniversary next year. And everybody behind the scenes is just going, oh, they've destroyed our nation. But they can't say it publicly because there's no freedom of speech. Anyway, I'm, I've, been, I've been moved. I've been affected. I've been impacted. I've been empowered. And I want to bring that to you as best I can. <clears throat> We're going to begin a series this month called Ghosted Holy Style. Okay. Holy ghosted, not ghosted in the sense of the world ghosted. We're going to talk about holy ghosted. Anyway, uh, open your Bibles up, if you will, to Ephesians chapter 3. And I want to just add my congratulations to the team last week. What resilience for... So, so Pastor Gail um, is always strong in the spirit. But before she preaches on a Sunday morning, sometimes she's a little bit anxious. Um, she said a little. Anyway, and so for when I heard that the power went out, I didn't hear till hours later, I didn't hear till, that, till last Sunday night, that the power went out and five minutes before the service, and you are, many of you were already in here, and that she was calm and the leadership anointing on her life, she just said to our team, let's grab a chair and go over to the legacy building. Uh, yeah, give it up for Pastor Gail. I mean, she, that's, that's grace under fire right there. That's the power of God right there. I'm just really proud of her and the team. And the word went forth. And I think it was a, I felt it was you were empathizing with where I was because there was no air conditioning down there in the church or anywhere but the hotel. Anyway, um, also, uh, Pastor Lindsay, uh, Happy birthday. I can't believe you're 40 already. So it's amazing that he's been with us 30 years leading worship since he was 10 years old. Anyway, uh, some people will just believe that. But anyway, I think, he, I think he looks about 38. What do you think? 38 years old? Not, 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 not bad at all. You, you Fine wine. Ephesians 3. 
Verse 14 is our text for the month. It is, ironically, the passage just before what I preached two weeks ago, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. And this is really important. It really is a thread from heaven. For this reason, Paul writes, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, his presence, to be strengthened, listen, with might through his spirit in your, in the inner man, the real you, the hidden man of the heart, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, love, the God kind of love, the love of the Father is the foundation for the spirit of might. It's not separate. I'll tell you that why that's important in a minute. That Christ may dwell in your hearts in faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love and may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And then at the end of Jesus' earthly ministry, he gives the great commission and closes with Matthew 28, 20, for I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And the confirming New Testament, Hebrews 13, 5b, says, for Jesus, for God himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. His love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on me or you. Let's pray one more time. Father God, would you open the eyes of our heart to your great love. Teach us about your agape and help us to live in the midst of it. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, in the Spirit-empowered church of Jesus, we often use the word anointed or the anointing. I'll never forget when my wife and I filled the Holy Spirit, 1986, we were nice, mild-mannered Presbyterians and we got filled the Holy Spirit in the privacy of our own home and suddenly we were kicked out of the Presbyterian church. And I got nothing against the Presbyterians. We used to call ourselves the Frozen Chosen. And that's exactly... <clears throat> so, you know, it's, 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 it's good. It's all good. It's interesting. I just encountered on this trip a lot of people that... Uh, in fact, I met a pastor from Louisiana who had the exact same experience. He's about uh, 10 years younger than me or more. But he had the same experience in the same denomination we were part of. And he and his wife got filled with the Holy Spirit. And suddenly they were churchless. It's very interesting, isn't it, you know, uh, how sometimes the church limits what a limitless God can do. But I remember hearing the word anointed or the anointing. We were, within a few weeks, went to visit Pastor Benny Hinn's church in Orlando back then where there was a move of God, and suddenly we're hearing about the anointing, and I didn't know what the anointing meant. I didn't know, and I looked it up, I looked at, you know, the, the dictionary version of the word anointed meant like to be smeared with butter or oil. I'm thinking, well, I don't get that one. I mean, I love butter. I love oil. 
but don't want to be smeared with it necessarily. Um, it's crucial that we broaden our understanding of the terminology this month. What do we mean by the anointing of the Holy Spirit? And how, do, how does it work? How do we live in that? How can we live a more supernatural life because of the anointing? I would define the anointing, uh, a biblical definition, as simply the tangible manifestation of God here and now. It is, the ex- it is to experience the presence of God now, in this moment. The anointing is not about the future and the anointing is not about the past. The anointing is only now, and now, and now, and now. Now, the world's definition of the word ghosted, you know, you talk about in the, in the age of, you know, social media, the word ghosted now suddenly remains, means to be suddenly rejected and abandoned, as if you had no relationship, to be canceled or blocked on all devices and platforms. Ghosted. Holy ghosted is to be thoroughly and lavishly loved. To be thoroughly accepted by the Lord. No matter what. He will never, ever, 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 ever. He will never, ever reject or abandon you. He will never, ever. You know what, you, what, what, Pastor, you don't know what I did last night. He will never, ever, 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 ever reject or abandon you. His love is so powerful and so vast. But you don't know what somebody did to me. He will never, ever, ever, ever abandon or reject you. How many know that you've already done some crazy stuff and he loved you anyway and drew you back? Amen. So this is, a, this, is, this is a love. This is a love that is almost, that's why Paul said, it's my aim. I, I want you to understand the width and the length and the depth and the height of this agape force, love of the Father, Because unless you experience it, you'll never get it with your head. I submit to you, something just flew into my mouth. And I'm just going to swallow whatever it is. It was like a little piece of fuzz just came down from the ceiling. And I breathed it in. Thank God it didn't go in my lungs. Holy Spirit, I hope that was you. Descending like a dove. Descending like a dove. I need a holy ghost. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. I don't think that's ever happened in 36 years of ministry and 33 years here. Okay. I think we should go over to the other building. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> in light of that love, I want to talk about this mission to Cuba. So this month we're going to develop the whole thing. By the way, next Sunday, don't miss next Sunday for anything live and in person. 
Pastor Julian Melfi and his wife Sharon from London, England will be here. Some of our favorite speakers here that come once in a while from London. Mighty man of God. Pastor Julian's been my dear friend for over 25 years, and he's coming next week bringing the word. So don't miss that. And then the rest of the month, I'll be in the pulpit with this word on ghosted. And we're going to develop this thought about the Father's love and the anointing and how that anointing works. Amen? Amen. Um, thank you for sending me, by the way. It, it was, thank you for praying for me. There were at least two or three times. Remember, remember I jokingly said two weeks ago, if you see this face like that, please pray for me. I sent up the bad signal like three times. <laughs> I'm not kidding. By the way, let me tell you how powerful your prayers are. Uh, I just found out last night, someone had told my wife something, and I looked it up online. The U.S. Embassy, which is just an existing building, there's no, we haven't had an embassy there in seven years. Again, and previously from, since 1959, um, there was a uh, diabolical plan uh, from bad actors that uh, did some stuff to our diplomats and people that were in the embassy about seven years ago. And uh, a new type of sonic warfare. You can read about it online. Anyway, last Sunday, it turns out there was a terrorist attack at the U.S. Embassy in Cuba last week. I passed by there Sunday morning, and nothing was happening. I passed by there Tuesday afternoon, or two, yeah, Tuesday afternoon again, and there was a lot of activity there, and I didn't know why, because there's no Americans there. It turns out someone threw two Molotov cocktails into the U.S. Embassy last Sunday, and your prayers protected me and protected us on our team. That's a great, um, they, we didn't even know what happened. Because, of course, there they don't tell you anything. Um, I could not post anything until I got back. So after you'll see these, I'm going to show you some pictures in a few minutes. Uh, I will be posting some more stuff this week. But they asked us, please don't post it till you get home. It's dangerous in some ways. Um, the one time that I sent up the bat signal was a week ago Friday night, we went out, so we had a conference. We arrived th th last Thursday night. Friday morning, we started in this big conference in a church uh, that lasted uh, all day Friday, uh, Friday night, and Saturday. Very powerful. And Friday night, we went out from that conference, and we went to these home meetings from the church that were, uh, they call them lighthouses of love. And they, it, was a, it was a word from the Lord from our leader. I'll tell you about him in a few minutes. Uh, the leader of this group um, is from Norway, a uh, man of God named Leif Hetland, very powerful uh, apostolic evangelist. And he goes, this was his 48th time in Cuba. When he started going there 23 years ago, he had to sneak in from Honduras or some other Central American country because they wouldn't let, it, wouldn't let Westerners even come in. Um, and he had to sneak in. And now he gets to fly in and, and, and enjoy a nice hotel. There were no hotels that they could stay in until just a few years ago. Even five years ago, his groups that would go down there had to stay in dormitories at like a Methodist church or something. Really tough conditions. So we, we, we were in decent hotels. They were, they were nice when they were new. 
They're, they're not great now. Uh, uh, food was rough. The food was rough, even in the hotels. Um, it was a challenging trip. But they had this, this evangelist, Leif Hetland, he's a, he's a Norwegian guy who lives in Atlanta. And the team with him, the others, there were other pastors, precious pastors from Philippines who ministered with him that came, uh, and other places. It was very powerful. There were, I don't know, maybe we had a group of 40 of us, and there were probably 12 states represented in that group of 40 and several nations. But the word of the Lord came in a conversation with the pastors in Cuba. Uh, Leif Hetland gave his vision a year ago for these lighthouses of love. Today there are 180 lighthouses of love in one year. And so it's a place where the underground church, and I'll explain underground church either today or whenever I have time, because underground doesn't mean hidden. Underground just means not official. They can exist, but their freedoms are this much, and they're spied on constantly. So it's, it's very interesting. But anyway, so we went to one of these lighthouses of love. Can you cue up the first couple of pictures uh, so this is a lighthouse of love. This was out in the jungle, and as we were traveling, and just keep that one up for a moment, as we were traveling out to this place about an hour away from Havana into the jungle, we were on these rocky roads on our bus, and suddenly, as we were turning down the last street to walk down to go to this place, um, a, a motorcycle guy stopped our driver and said, your front tire is flat. And we're like, oh, Great. Well, we didn't know. We've been driving forever. And they said, well, luckily, it's only another, you know, half a mile, quarter of a mile that way. So we walked the rest of the way. This is just a small block building. Um, and that tarp, the people around that in this little church meeting, they praised God with all their might. It was hot and humid. Uh, it was rough conditions. And um, they, we heard from the lady that started this place. She started 17 lighthouses of love. She goes to 17 different places all over east, or east of Havana. <clears throat> and this is one of them. These people are out there, very powerful, very strong. And what happened was they, at the end, she said, uh, you know, because it started to rain and the people that were outside, those of us outside the covering got rained on. And she said, and the, and the, 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 the overseer said, uh, it's my dream to get double-sized the tarp. And I said, how much is it going to be? And I was able to sow a seed from Now Church right away to help toward that new tarp. So that's one thing right away. Bam, there you go. We're going to, okay, you need a tarp? If that's where we're at, let's do that. Now, I'm, I will be, I'm embarrassed to tell you that I said to the pastor, he was with us, the senior pastor of the church, Pastor Yasser and his wife Aki were with us. And I said to him, uh, we got an hour drive back. Is there, you know, a baño? Is there anywhere, you know, donde este el baño? That's the, that's the first phrase you learn as a missionary from America going into Spanish-speaking country. For those of you who don't know, it means where's the bathroom? And he smiled because I thought there were one in this block building. He said, everywhere. <laughs> he said, just go choose your tree. 
Anyway, second picture. <clears throat> so this is Pastor, this is Pastor Yasser. I say, yes, sir, that's my baby right there. Yes, sir. Anyway, I want him to come. Great man of God, mighty man of God. He was the, probably one of the most famous evangelists in Cuba as, as revivals have begun there. And now his church is packed with people. I'll show you that in a few moments. But then these 180 and growing lighthouses of love where they not only have services once a week, but then they bring each of these lighthouses of love food. And I'll show you that. We did that toward the end of our trip. We went and fed hungry people on Tuesday before I flew back Wednesday. Uh, next picture. So that night, uh, you can't see it, but the little boy, the, the little guys right there, uh, this, this, this guy right here, at the end of the meeting, we were about to disband, and it was hot. I mean, you sweated through everything. <clears throat> and the, uh, this, uh, one of our guys on our team came up and said, we're, I, I mean, I thought we were about to disband the meeting and everybody's going to go home. Uh, I'm waiting for the benedic benediction. And, uh, and they said, no, no, no. Um, one of our guys said, hey, I just believe there's, God wants to heal some people tonight. So okay. The little boy was the first person that came up. And he started to cry and he said he's been in pain all of his life. He has some kind of condition where his legs and his body, he's in constant pain. He started crying. And you see that. Now listen to this. Can I tell you about the, the love of the Father defies theology. Okay? Because sometimes God does stuff that, you're, that you don't believe he can do because you don't think it's in the word in this way. Let me explain. <clears throat> Little boy comes up. The team, uh, leader of our team said, okay, where, where's, the, where's the parents? Well, there's no dad. Bring mama up. So mama comes up. She starts crying. They said, I'm going to, the, 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 the people, the team said, we're going to pray for you, ma'am. And we want you to lay hands on your son and pray for him. She's crying. She lays her hands on her son. They're praying for the little boy. Little boy starts going, I don't have any more pain. <clears throat> the pain is gone. The pain is awesome. The pain is gone, it's, gone, it's, it's all gone, and I, I feel great. I feel awesome. I feel great. And he starts getting excited. You can see, you know, kids can't fake it well. And this kid just starts, you could see his face. The pain is gone. Now the mother cries even harder, and she said, I don't know how that happened. I'm not a Christian yet. So she got saved right there on the spot when her little boy got healed by the power of God. Now, what I mean by that, by the theology thing is, I, I would think before, well, let's, lay, let's lead her to the Lord, and then she can be, a, be used by God. She was used by God to, to move in, in anointing before she received Jesus. That's mind-blowing love. Okay? So this was a really, really powerful thing. Now... I'll show you more pictures later. You can put that off. The team was led by this evangelist, Leif Hetland. When I met, I ran into him at the airport. We were on the same flight from Miami and I introduced myself. And um, uh, he is a powerful leader. This, uh, he's been to 106 nations, so he's ahead of me. And uh, he's only 57. He's a young man. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so... Earlier this year, 
God used him. He's been, it's been prophesied to him for years that he would have an anointing to reach Muslims. And he said, well, this is weird. I don't like Muslims. And God sent him this past year, this year, 2023. He's now friends with the president of the Kashmir region between Pakistan and India. <clears throat> God has used him to reach Muslims there. And he was invited to Pakistan by the Muslim prime minister and the Muslim president. He now considers them friends. They presented him a um, mission of peace award, welcomed him to preach to Muslims. And after three days of preaching to Muslims, 85,000 Muslims received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in February this year. <clears throat> to God be the glory. When I tell you stuff's happening around the world you don't know, I tell you it's happening. Things are going on. So this is a great man of God. Really enjoyed him. Um, his message, I think this is his message all the time, but his message that was foundational to this conference in this time of Cuba, the love of God is the foundation of all that is good. That everything emanates from the love of God. The supernatural power of God that we call the anointing flows naturally out of lives that have been saturated with the love of God. You can only have what flows to you flow through you. So if you receive God's love in a real way, you can transmit God's love without getting all hyped up or <clears throat> yelling and screaming about it. You can move in the power of God. I've heard a lot of people preach and teach on the love of God over the years, and I'll be honest with you. Most make the agape love of God sound so wimpy and over-the-top sweet and sappy. We used to call it uh, greasy grace and sloppy agape. <clears throat> I've heard people just kind of make it. Where you're either a warfare guy or you're a love guy. And that's when God gave me this Ephesians 3. That the strength of the spirit in your inner man and the spirit of might and power is totally based on the foundation of the love of the Father. God's love as Abba, Papa, to you individually, to your family, to your children, and your children's children. This was full of power, this message. They said kingdom culture comes with family language. The words love, acceptance, adoption, the Father's heart, seeking other believers as brothers and sisters in Christ. To be Holy Ghosted is to be healed from trauma. This hit me strong. <clears throat> that's not what they said, but that's what God said to me through this, being at this conference and being part of it. It was really exciting in a way to kind of be incognito. The, 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 the last day, the coordinator, the administrator of the trip said, so, I just heard you're a pastor. <laughs> so yes, I am. She said, oh, that's so great. I, I wish I'd have known the whole trip, and I'm thinking I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I, got to be a, I got to watch. I got to be part of somebody's team. <clears throat> By the way, um, whatever our preferences are on things, I was early to every meeting. I was right there with the team on the bus before anybody else got there. I was at breakfast when they said be at breakfast. Because part of going on missions trips is being a good team member. Hint, hint. <clears throat> anyway, so I just want to let you know it was, it was very humbling, but I loved it. Um, I received a lot of ministry um, because they didn't know who I was. The great thing about 
mighty men and women of God that prayed for me, they, they discerned who I was without me saying anything. They didn't know who I was, but they started prophesying. So let me just tell you about last Sunday. When you go through this, uh, I was going through a hard day. It was a hard day physically. So the church service, let's start with pictures and I'll kind of maybe show and go as we are. So this is, oh, this is just one of our lunches. Uh, some of our team from around the country. That's uh, Rick from Houston. So this is Alyssa from Pennsylvania. We got to present the whole Heart Smile Foundation bag of stuff that we were able to take some supplies and some things that they asked for. So Heart Smile supporters, you were part of Cuba. That bag and those goodies are down there. Not, I mean, goodies, good things, supplies and different things. Uh, this is Leif Hetland right there with the interpreter and uh, very, very powerful man of God. Let's go on. So they... is the. So this is inside the church service last Sunday morning. That song says... Fill me up till I overflow, I want to run over. And they sang it for 45 minutes. People going for it. People praising God. Now, let me just tell you why that's important. Um, let's hold it right there. Keep it on this. So when I took that video, I was, they put me up against kind of, I was one of the first ones in, so they put me up against the wall. There was no air moving. It was so hot, my shirt and undershirt were soaked within about 10, 15 minutes. And my, there was water, you'd have thought a faucet out of my elbows. Like, I mean, like water dripping. I probably sweated 10 pounds away last week. Unfortunately, I found it Monday. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, the, I mean, I, and, and they had told us, don't bring your backpacks. I just had a little drawstring bag. Leave your backpacks upstairs in safety. Well, I'm sitting there, I forgot my towel. I brought a, one of those cooling towels. And this precious girl from North Carolina in Brittany, she looked back, precious lady, I shouldn't say girl. She's just, you know, a uh, young, young mom and, and wife to Joseph. They were there on the team. And she turns to me and she goes, are you okay? I said, I forgot my towel. She goes, I have an extra one. Same exact kind of cooling towel that I have. You'll see me in pictures wearing this thing around my neck. It's a cooling towel. Anyway, so she gives me this towel, and I'm, I'm trying to drink water, and all of a sudden my head starts to spin. I'm like, okay, I'm either dehydrating or I'm not getting enough oxygen because there's no air moving. They had fans in there, but no air conditioning, and the fans got to the first row. I was on the second row. And I go, I, I felt like, okay, God, what do I do now? So I had to excuse myself and go out and stand. This is my vantage point for the service. I stood outside under a tree in the shade and tried to re regain my composure. The service lasted three and a half hours. <clears throat> now listen, it had to be at least 115 degrees inside the building. Let me give you, I got this analogy on the way back. Let's say we announce we're all coming, first service is all coming to your house to worship God together in your garage in August. And we're going to be in there praising Jesus for three and a half hours. 
That was a taste of what I had last Sunday. And it didn't stop these people, old people, young people, children. They were going for it. They were praising God. That song filled me up till I overflow. I want to run over. And the glory of God hit the place. And there were healings and miracles and demonstrations of the power of God. And I thought to myself, shame on us for freaking out if we go over an hour and 15 or an hour and 30 minutes in air conditioning and nice chairs. The smart people, by the way, were all standing at the door. Keep going. So this is from the pastor's, so the, 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 the pastor's house is over the church. <clears throat> and they have a bathroom they let the church use in the back of the upstairs. I looked out the window, and you could see the Capitol. How, so that's the beautiful place, and then you see the real. This is where the people live, and everything downtown in Old Havana is made to look nice for the tourists. And they even think it's great that the, that the cars from America are all from the 1940s and 50s because they've all been restored really nicely probably 10 times. But it is not an honor. We had dinner at a nice restaurant then, uh, twice, and the nice restaurant was in a doctor's home, former doctor's home from 1959 that the government took over, and now it's a restaurant. But they, it was, listen, the people... The average wage, we talk to people on the worship team. An engineer with a degree makes $25 per month. The doctor on the worship team, the lady doctor, she's got a lot of degrees and she makes $30 per month. Because ideologies love to tell you they want equality. They don't tell you that it's equality down here. And if you don't have family members in Miami or in Florida sending money back to Cuba, the cost of living is in the hundreds a month. But everybody makes $25 to $30 a month. Month. Let's keep going. Now this is when we left the, the, the Sunday morning service. We drove three hours to another place because we were dedicating a new building and a new church that uh, Pastor Zibby's church from, from Poland helped invest in. And so this is our rest stop. Now, I've got to call this. I, I told them I, I can't put this on social media yet. Pastor, uh, so Ryan Weeby was looking for a picture to post of me in Cuba. I don't take pictures of myself. I, I, I am not of the generation that can, does, that can do selfies, Okay. When I hold the thing out, I always look at the wrong place. So anyway, so somebody took a picture of me at the rest stop. That's my cooling towel, by the way. And uh, listen to this. I had my first ever pina colada at the rest stop. Now, don't freak out. It was a virgin pina colada, okay? But my wife's been, been getting me on fruit, fruit smoothies lately. And in the last few months, I, have, I now regularly consume blueberries, peaches, and pineapple. I'd never had them in my life until the last few months. My mother actually almost fainted once to give my wife an award. <laughs> but anyway, so out of that, I thought, well, I don't know what's, a, what, what's in a pina colada. 
I, just, I said, I don't want any alcohol. And they said, okay, no, nobody's having that. Uh, no alcohol allowed on the missions trip anyway. So we go to this, this pina colada thing. And I just tell you, I figured out, if first time, I do like pina coladas, getting caught in the rain, <laughs> make... Not into yoga, and I have half a brain. But anyway, that's, if you don't know what that means, ask somebody that's older. Okay? Anyway, first time I ever had a pina colada, I just had to show you. So that's the only picture of me in Cuba, is me with a pina colada. So I can see me posting that there and say, oh, pastor was wasted on Cuba trip, you know. No. Only, only drunk I got was in the Holy Spirit. That was, a, that was the only thing I got. Um, so, so anyway, we're at this rest stop. So then we go, keep going. Um, so, okay, hang on. So now I so back up, back up to the, put me back on the wall with pina colada, please. Okay. Now, so we get to the next hotel and it was, uh, it was a dump. It was, it was substandard. And I called my wife. I could, I could get on Wi-Fi and just had enough time to call her before we run out to another service, change clothes. That, I stayed in that drenched outfit all day long which wasn't good, needed your prayers. I was going like, Lord, get the prayer, prayer warriors to pray. So I, I was lower than low. I, I was hot. I was hungry. I was cranky. Uh, I, and, and now, so I called my wife. I said, pray for me. I, I, I just now heard, I, I, I got on Wi-Fi and got a thing from Pastor TK saying that the power had gone out. So I'm just seeing that about you know, five, six o'clock at night. I said to my wife, I need prayer. So she said, we'll, we'll be praying for you. I said, I got to go to another service. I'll call you later. I get to the service and go ahead. Now you can go forward. I walk in and it's the first air conditioned church that I've ever seen in a third world country. Many splits. And I walked in and some of our team was like, oh no, it's cold now. I'm like, ah, the angels were... I said, this is Florida is so good. This is, this is, this, I can live in this. Anyway, go ahead, the next one. Uh, this is their service. They had, they, it was great. It was awesome. The building was cool. Uh, go ahead. Uh, this is the pastor. I thought it was pretty radical. You're not supposed to wear, I mean, there were flags in the other church where they pray for the nations, but they can't post an American flag. It's illegal. He's wearing an American flag t-shirt that says pastor on it. I'm thinking like, well, oh, I need to get me one of them, you know? Anyway, young, fiery pastor, 28 or 29 years old, reminded me of me when we started the church 33 years ago. Anyway, keep going. This is um, outside of our hotel, so we'll stop there for one second. I, I know I got to hurry, guys. But anyway, uh, that night, as our team went to minister to other people, I turned around, and the speaker was praying for me. Our, our leader, Leif Hetland, was praying for me. And next thing you know, the other, so there are three main speakers, and they each prayed for me and started prophesying over me, not knowing me. And it was so rich and powerful. I'll tell you that more another time, <clears throat> maybe in a couple weeks. But I mean, like stuff that only God would know we're in this season. And all of a sudden, these words coming forth. And it was really refreshing. So as hard as the day was, I, I felt like I almost, I just want to stay in that hotel and cool down and get some food. But when you were praying, and I told my wife to please pray, God showed up, and that turned out to be my most powerful day, and probably the reason I went down there, uh, one of the biggest reasons I went down there and received a lot of ministry 
and just powerful stuff. So thank God for that. <clears throat> I'll tell you more later. <clears throat> Pardon me. This is leaving on the bus the next day. These are the taxis waiting, and they're all really cool 1950s vehicles from America. Um, keep going. <clears throat> okay, so now this begins on the way back then Tuesday morning from this uh, Veradera. We are now going to five, each bus, there's three buses of us, 40 people. Three, so three buses, our bus, was, we were each going to five lighthouses of love to bring groceries, to bring food and supplies. So this is in the neighborhood of the first stop. Go ahead. This lady came out and her face shined like the sun. She was happy and peaceful um, and she started to cry and she said, I thought you weren't coming because I heard it was going to rain today. And she started crying. She said, I'm so glad you're here. She said, you know, they've messed up my Cuba. They say me Cuba. It's a mindset. They love their nation so much. She said, they've destroyed me Cuba. And she said, now... A lot of days I don't eat anything. She's got to be 80 years old. Has no food most days. She said, this, this bag of groceries will last me two weeks. And she smiled. She invited us into her house, and it was almost unlivable. Keep going. This is down an alleyway to the next house. Go ahead. <clears throat> this lady invited us into her. She's, every, every one of them said, you have to come into my house. This is her whole house. Behind her is the, is the kitchen. Next to her is the bed. In the, it's the bedroom. Under the stairs, there's a Mickey Mouse picture. Her grandson sleeps there. And it can't be, I'm not, I'm not sure. This, this part of the platform, the entire house is the size of this, this part of the platform. And that's one of the bigger homes we went into. Keep going. <clears throat> this is a camp for people who've been displaced by a hurricane last year, government put them in, this is, this is like some of the worst conditions I've ever seen in my life. These people have been thrust into this place, <clears throat> placed there by the government. They don't know when they're going to get out. The guy were, that was there from the church that we're ministering to is in a wheelchair and has lost his left leg. We came up to him. I wish I could... I wish you could see his face in, inside there. He, 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 we said, we're here to pray for you. He said, before you do that, I want to know how all of you are. And he smiled. He's, the glory of God is on this guy. We said, no, no, we're good. Trust us. We're seeing this. We're good. We're here to pray for you. What can we pray for? What's your biggest need? He said, the people around me aren't saved yet. They, know, they need Jesus. He said, pray for them. I don't need anything. You brought me these groceries? I'm great. And I'm sitting there thinking how spoiled we are sometimes. Go ahead. These are the children next to that place that he said, please be praying for those kids. They don't, they don't know Jesus. They need Jesus. Go ahead. This is another house we prayed for, the one on the right. Uh, they weren't home, so we just prayed over the place, and, and we couldn't leave the groceries. They're going to give them to another time. Keep going. This is another home we went into, and it's an open place in the house where they put in a, a, a line for the toilet or something. And it would cost like 10 bucks to get a bag of cement, but there's no, there's no, there's no 
construction. There's no hardware stores. There's no grocery stores. If you want groceries down there and you don't have anything, you wait in one line for cheese all day long and barely, and, and maybe you get a block of cheese. The next day you have to wait in line for bread. And the next day you have to wait in line for milk or flour. It's no way for people to live. It's, we, one of our ladies said, this is criminal to treat people like this. But that's what is trying to come to America. It's a spirit. And it's a demon. And has no power. Keep going. This is her grandson of the lady in this house. And he is just, he's wearing really nice tennis shoes. And he is smiling. And they live in squalor. But he is happy and enjoying life. Keep going. This is the lady as he, we were presenting some groceries to her. Very sweet lady. All of the believers, listen, the unbelievers outside walk around hopeless. The believers are so filled with hope. It's amazing. Keep going. I got I to gotta finish. No, that's all the pictures. Anyway, I, I thought I had a picture of this junction box above that lady's house. Like 65-year-old electrical wiring into the house. I almost didn't want to go in the house, but I thought, well, she lives there. I'm going to go in by faith. Man, what we could do to help people like this. Um, trauma is the entry point for fear and the spirit of fear. But the Father's love, agape, has the power to cast out fear. Fear isn't just being afraid of something. It's intimidation or shrinking back from the bold faith God's placed inside of you. So I just want to tell you today, revival is brewing beneath the surface of the beautiful Cuban people. Uh, I don't have time to tell you. There are three things that have happened in the last 30 years, 35 years, I'd say, that have gradually opened the door for revival. And it is happening. And I'll be happy to tell you those in a couple weeks. I just don't have time to do it right now. Um, <clears throat> each of these powerful situations open a small door to the people of Cuba to come back to God. And it's happening all over. People are getting saved left and right. People are being fed. The power of God is moving because the kingdom of God will always prevail. Amen? The kingdom of God will always prevail. The church of Jesus will arise and is rising again right now. Out of the ashes, God is making something beautiful. Let's give God a great hand, please. Come on, let's praise him. Thank you, Lord. Would you bow your head and close your eyes for a moment? This is kind of why we came today. What traumatic trigger point have you been through that's not healed yet? What is it that you've been through? Have you been through a broken relationship? A broken report from the doctor about your own body? Broken finances? What area, what, what area is broken right now where you need healing? Because the open door to try to put fear and intimidation on the lives of God's people is through traumatic events. 
But I'm here to tell you that the word says the perfect love of God, the agape of the Father, casts out the spirit of fear. Today I want you to know, regardless of what your relationship with the Lord has been, right now you have an opportunity to get your life right with God and to be accepting of His love, the object of His affection. And all you have to do is receive it. It's a gift. If you don't know Jesus, you can simply just... Ask him right now, Jesus, come into my heart. That's the beginning. That's the getting on place. But it's not the end because we need waves of his glory, waves of the Father's love to cascade down upon us as we go through this life because there are so many opportunities we have to be hurt or offended or broken, to be traumatized. But right now, right where you sit, the Lord can touch you. That's why we have to engage with him in our worship and in the message of his word. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm, I realize I've gone through something and I'm not, I'm not myself. That's the word I get in my spirit right now. I've not, I'm not myself right now. I'm not myself right now. And I need a touch from heaven. I'm just going to ask you right now to stand up real quick. If that's you, just stand up. Be honest about it. <clears throat> you need a touch from God right where you are. You need a touch from God. And just lift up your hands. Just open, just open your arms to receive. Not, you don't have to lift your hands high. Just lift them open. Just open. Just be open. Open yourself up. Yes, right now. Let this be your prayer right where you sit or right where you stand right now. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Lord, we release that Father's heart, that love of God right now. You know what? Leticia, come up here. Pastor Gail, come up here. Leticia, just come real quick. I know you've been hurting. Everybody else, keep standing if you're standing. Just put your arms around her right there. Stretch your hands toward Leticia. She's been through a trauma in the last week and a half. Father, just fill her up. Overflow. heart of the Father on this precious young lady. Right now, if you're, if you're a part of, of Now Church, you've been a part of us for, you know, you're, you're part of the family, would you stand up right now and go and just, just grab a hold of people that have been standing? Just go hug them. Just go put your arm around them. Just go touch them. Just go to put your hand on their shoulder. <clears throat> right now. Father, we ask you to fill this place up with your love right now. Let this body experience love, your heavenly love right now, your holy love right now. Let your presence and power move in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, we thank you for cascading your love right now into everyone standing. Move strong in this place. Heavenly Father, let your love cast out all trauma, all fear goes in Jesus' name. All doubt goes in Jesus' name. We break every evil assignment with your love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Tracy, pray for her. Just right there. Yeah, right there. Thank you, Lord. You are loved. You are loved. Watch out. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved with an under just immeasurable love. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Praise God. All right, everybody, everybody stand up for a moment. Just everybody stand up. Let's just worship God for a moment right where we are. Let's just thank Him. Say this with me. Just say, Father, thank You for Your love demonstrated through Jesus Christ, the ultimate price paid for me. I receive Your love right now. No matter what I feel like, no matter what I feel I deserve, your word says, I am loved and I'm accepted and you'll never reject me. Heal me now and touch my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give him praise right now. Oh, Lord, we bless you. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, event registration, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you.